Greetings to all of you. It's nice to see you here, and thanks again for joining the group meditation. It's always a pleasure to do that. And then this afternoon presentation. You know, making progress on the spiritual path is a function of our performing our disciplines on a regular and consistent basis. Roy Davis always said that our understanding and spiritual unfoldment will occur for all of us, some at a slower pace. However, you can always accelerate that process based on your intention. And your intention is really a mental state. You aim to be self-realized, to be God-realized. But it's followed up with actions, and our actions are our disciplines. And for me, what I recall Roy stating is three basic disciplines or actions we should take on a regular basis was to meditate every day, to practice cultivating clear awareness, and to study the higher realities of of our nature, of our true nature. So the meditation, Roy, would begin very practically because I think not only was he a practical person, but he understood the human condition and the fact that we need to learn to do a number of things in order to allow the unfoldment process to occur. So he would say, meditate every day. Try to meditate twice a day for 30 minutes. He would recommend meditating in the morning and in the evening. So the morning meditation, we get in tune with our sense of awareness and calmness and connect with that pure essence of being so we could then function from that clear state throughout the day. And then in the evening, just to kind of unwind and disconnect from the worldly activities that we've been involved with. So it was a good, solid practice. Roy would also recommend uh, diving a little bit deeper. Practice meditation for a longer period of time periodically. Depending upon what your lifestyle can accommodate, he would suggest, Roy would suggest, that we meditate for one, two, three hours at a time. And he would say, he would recommend that we do this once a month, a couple of times a month, every week if we could. On a more regular, practical basis, the more you do it, the more you become in touch with that. And your awareness gets clearer more quickly and you begin to unfold and have your realizations. The other activity that Roy would um, recommend is studying, studying the nature of the higher consciousness, study the processes of nature, really those processes that create the unfoldment and the manifestation of this universe and of each, each of us and practicing the clear awareness. So I thought we'd spend a little time going over the processes and just a few aspects of the process of creation so that we come to understand these because for me, they're very practical, very useful tools to understand and to implement in your 
daily practices. I remember um, when Roy made the comment about you can accelerate your, your unfoldment process by the amount of intent and practices that you do. And after about being a disciple for, I don't know, some 15 plus years, my husband and I would go to Lakemont every year. We'd see Roy in the spring in San Jose, California. And then in the fall, we would go to one of the retreats and be with Roy. And we had arrived and it was the Monday sessions and Roy spoke in the morning. And as he so generously always did, he would acknowledge people that came and if you traveled. And to kind of set a little bit of the context here, my husband and Roy had a very playful relationship. They would kid around and joke and tell each other jokes, and he'd poke fun of my husband uh, almost every time we'd see him. So that's the kind of relationship they had. And we were sitting in the audience at the retreat, and um, Roy looked over. He said, oh, you came again. That's great. It's nice to have you here. And... uh, he said, you've been, you guys been with me for a number of years now, what, 15, 20 years? And he said, yes, and we'll keep coming back, and it's nice. And he said, well, boy, you'd think you'd get it by now. <laughs> and again, it was his way of being playful and kidding. And at the same time, because I'm a little bit more serious-minded, I had to reflect on that. And while I don't personalize it, I thought, you know, I, I have certainly made progress, and all of you who've been on the path, if you look at where you started and your level of understanding and where you are at several years later, your spiritual enfoldment has occurred. You get a little bit deeper insights, a little clearer understanding. And um, it made me reflect, though, on my disciplines when Roy made that statement. And at that point, I said, yes, you know, I have to up my game a little bit. I think the the disciplines that I practice can be enhanced and be done more frequently. And so I took steps to make sure that 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 occurred. Your intentions, while it's a mental process, gives you the ability to intend or aim for self-realization, God-realization, but then you have to back it up with action. You have to actually set some goals and say, I'm going to meditate every day. I'm going to practice bringing this clear awareness and I'm going to do my studies. Those are the three elements that I think are, are critical and certainly have uh, provided me with benefit. So when you look at the, when I look at the aspect of pure awareness or God, as we call it, it's pure awareness, pure being, pure consciousness. We have a number of different names, ultimate reality, the infinite, and that is the pure state of being. It, it's certainly, the pure state is just changeless, it's birthless, it's deathless, it just is existence. And from that, there's a creative aspect, there's a, a process that wants to be expressive, and it begins to express outward to create the universe and all that is contained within it. But the three components I want to talk about is the pure essence of being, the intellect, and the mind. So the pure essence of being is like a reflection of the pure awareness, the pure existence of God. And it's 
mirrors it in that it is made in the image and likeness. It is um, changeless. It always exists. And it has all of the high qualities and attributes of that pure awareness. It's peace, serenity, calmness, tranquility. It's got all the good attributes of being kind and compassionate. It's the highest attributes and qualities that when we tune in, we express in our daily lives, in our regular sense of being. So that's the pure essence, and that is, you know, our, our soul, our base of what we tune into and what we are. And then there's the intellect, and the intellect is this discriminating discernment aspect, and it expresses the power and the ability to know the difference between what is true and what is not true. It allows us to see the difference between what we know to be true as we look out into the world, as we listen, as we study, as we hear. And it allows us, more importantly, to distinguish between the difference of being that observer, being the witness, and that which we are observing. It allows us to be the observer of our mind in terms of our thinking and our moods and what is true and what is not true about us. So that's our intellect. And then we have the aspect of the mind. And the mind is that aspect of creation that allows the thinking, the imagination. It stores our perceptives, our 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 perceptions, our memories, and it um, allows us to create in our thoughts and in our imagination those experiences that we attract in life. So those are the, uh, the, the qualities of the mind, if you will. And we have all three of these aspects available to us. We can tune into our pure essence by meditation and by being, practicing being the observer, we can tune into the intellect part and we strengthen the intellect part with the mind. They all work interactively together by making good decisions, taking good appropriate actions to enhance our life experiences, to imagine and create that that is appropriate for higher living. So practicing being the observer is an excellent technique so that you can learn to control the mind and the moods, which is what Roy recommended. And so we take a step back and you become the observer. You, you remove yourself a little bit from the identification of all the ego stuff. Now, the ego is not, I don't mean it in terms of a negative but the ego is that personality, the characteristics, the roles that we play that we've come to be so identified with. And it's understandable why we identify with these because our whole life we've been taught to learn how to get along in the world, learn how to get along with people, learn about the world 
through parents, through educational systems, even religious organizations, are really teaching us about the outer world for the most part. So something draws us into the spiritual teachings, the truth teachings, and we begin to take a step back. And so Roy recommended always be the witness, always observe what you are doing. And I remember Roy talking about when he was first with Yogananda and then was sent to Arizona to do some ministry work there with the church and and assist. But Yogananda would have him go back to Los Angeles. And Roy said, you know, I want to be as clear-minded as I could with when I arrived back at SRF. And he would take a bus from Arizona to Los Angeles. And it was an hours of of, uh, riding in the bus. And he said, I would just take the back seat and not let my mind wander. I would, you know, say mantras. I would do some chants all the way for hours and hours so that I would be centered and as focused and clear-minded as I could. So those are good techniques. Now, being being the observer, and I'm sure most of you have practiced this, but I thought we would take just a little time to sit back and um, get into that mode of being the witness, being the observer. So what we do is just, you know, get a comfortable position, take a deep breath and relax, and then just, it's a little shift in perspective. It's just a shift there where you are observing yourself. If you have thoughts and moods, you just observe them. You don't go with them. You don't follow them. And you just sit and relax. It can be a gazing. You can have your eyes closed or not, but you can do this anytime. So I just want to take, a, you know, 20 seconds to just sit there and observe yourself. Just sense your body. Observe your thoughts. When you do this, you might, you know, begin to hear the sounds in your head. This could be your nerve endings near the ear canals. You just hear it. You might feel a little bit of energy flowing through the body. And what you experience is being able to be aware of the thoughts and the feelings. And there's little expansiveness that occurs. It's you go beyond the body. You go beyond your moods and thoughts. Just slight. But you can practice this anytime. And I decided at the beginning of these retreats that Ron Lindon was so generous to put on and allow us to come online together, I thought I'm going to sit through all these sessions and just practice being the observer, being the witness. So when I'm listening to Ron or who's ever making the presentation, I'm expanding the sense of my observation of what is happening, what I am hearing, 
what I am listening to. And then I click on that discernment, which Roy always recommended. Roy Davis would say, you know, use your own intellect, use your own wisdom, tune in and say, does that resonate for me? Is that true? Roy Davis would say, question me, question what I say, learn it for yourself, experience it for yourself. And so these are techniques that accelerate the ability to access the intellect, to access the pure essence of being, and to learn to control the minds and the moods. Just by simply being the observer, being the witness. So practice practice it as often as you can. Just sitting there, being the observer of this program, increasing that intellect and saying, does that resonate? Is that true for me? And do that as often as you can. Now, if you, when you can, just sit there and observe your thoughts when you're being quiet. And being aware of them does allow you, number one, to realize, oh, yes, I'm thinking again. And is that constructive thinking? And if it's not, then you have the ability to shift your thoughts, control your thoughts, and direct them into the constructive, positive aspect of your pure essence, all that, those good qualities and attributes that you are, goodness and kindness and compassion and positive and enthusiastic. So you you have the ability to control them once you become aware of them. The interesting thing, too, about thoughts is if you sit there and you watch them, you know that they come and they go. They are there forever. The, the, the whole design and purpose of the mind is to think. So it's always going. It's always thinking. It reminds me of when my granddaughter was um, very young, maybe about four or five years old, and she came over to visit. And she said, oh, Grandma, my daddy was trying to teach me how to meditate. I said, oh, that's wonderful. How did you experience that? She says, well, I sat there, and he told me to be real still and quiet and to quiet the mind and the thinking. She said, so I closed my eyes, and my mind went yakety, 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 yakety. And I thought, yeah, kids get it. That is the function of the mind. But you do need to learn to control it. And you can do it by being the observer, being aware when the thoughts and the moods are occurring and shifting them. And, of course, Roy's recommendation about keep the mind busy then. Keep it focused on positive affirmations. Keep it focused on your pure essence and the good qualities. You know, do some chanting, do prayer, whatever it takes to keep the mind busy, particularly when we're doing routine things, because that's when the mind will sneak in. You know, I sometimes liken the mind like a big warehouse of thought products, just miles and miles of aisles and aisles of thoughts, all kinds of thoughts are there. And you walk into this warehouse, and you can walk down many aisles and just see them. They're there. They come and they go. They ebb and they flow. They wax and they wane. They're there. And you just pass them right by. But suddenly one catches your attention. And you go, oh, that's interesting. And you walk up to the product. You look at that idea and that thought. And you say, oh, very interesting. That's, that really captures my, my curiosity. And you read the label and you go, oh, that's great. And then you decide to buy it and it becomes yours. And that's the way thoughts are. They call for your attention. And if you 
allow yourself to flow with your thoughts, when your thoughts and your moods are creating your life and you're creating the ability for the mind to control control you, control your life and life experiences. And if you're real honest with yourself, if you look at your outer life and how it exists, you know, relationships, prosperity, comfort, it reflects what's inside you. So what you're thinking and what you're believing and what you're accepting usually gets manifested in your outer world. So we want to control our thoughts and our moods and just focus on those divine aspects, those higher attributes, those higher qualities that are us and function and create your life from that perspective. So the aspects of intellect, mind, and pure essence work together And they can be strengthened by your own practice of obviously sitting in meditation and flowing your attention and concentration so that you experience that pure essence, that calmness, that peacefulness, that tranquility, that divinity within you. And that helps to strengthen the mind as well as the intellect because the intellect will tie in and know what is true Know that your pure essence is the truth about you and not the ego, not the things that we reflect in the mundane world. And then your mind gets developed and enhances by practicing making good decisions, you know, deciding, yes, I'm going to meditate every day, and yes, I'm going to tune into my pure aspect of being. So that component gets accelerated and enhanced and you make better decisions and your wisdom of what's true in your life becomes more clear. And so all three of those aspects you have ability to access and to enhance and to use so that you function. What Roy Davis wanted us, he wanted us to be successful in life. And he always said, you know, live skillfully, make good decisions Control your thoughts and moods. Learn to concentrate and meditate every day and bring that pure essence of awareness and function from that understanding and from that reality throughout the day. And you can do this by practicing these techniques, by being the observer, backing away and not reacting to life, meditating every day and making good decisions and using these disciplines on a regular and consistent basis so that your understanding and self-realization unfolds. And as Roy Davis would say, you can do it. Thank you. Thank you, Leody. Thanks. Thank you, everyone, for joining. Uh, we'll be back again tomorrow afternoon, um, well, morning session with Ron Lindon, 10, 10 a.m. Eastern time, and then back tomorrow afternoon at 2 again, and we'll have meditation, and then Michael Gadway will be doing a workshop on understanding karma. So that should be good. I hope to see you all tomorrow. Have a good day. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.